In today's reading from John, there is a revealing set of questions and answers between Jesus and the people following him. From the questions and answers, we can learn a lot about what the people thought they were looking for in Jesus and how Jesus defined his work. The theme is food, which is not surprising considering that the conversation follows very closely on the feeding of the 5,000. At the beginning of chapter 6, we were told that the people following Jesus were hoping for more healing miracles, but now, after being fed by him, they are hoping never to go without a meal again. They are quite indignant with him for slipping away and very relieved to have caught up with him again. We don't know much about the people who follow Jesus. They can't have had steady jobs because some of them obviously followed him around for days. Perhaps they were largely from the strand of society in which the source of the next meal is a constant worry. Jesus doesn't seem to be angry with them, but he has definitely tried to make them look beyond lunchtime. For many of them, this conversation is to be a turning point. Up to now, they have largely been spectators and recipients, but Jesus is forcing them to think and to make choices. They have followed, watched, eaten, and had a really exciting time, and most hope that it will continue. But now they are confronted with the annoying question of meaning. What do Jesus' signs and miracles tell us? What do they mean? By the end of this chapter in the Gospel, quite a few of the crowd will have gone home, unwilling or unable to answer that question satisfactorily. To begin with, however, they humor Jesus, although carefully skirting around the central issues. They have noticed that Jesus means them to ask about what is of lasting value and who this Son of Man is, but they are not sure they want to know the answers. Jesus presses again. This is no abstract theological discussion from which all can go home with their ideas unchanged. It requires a commitment now to Jesus. The people try to wriggle out of it. Do another miracle to help us believe, they say. And remember, these are the people who just the day before saw Jesus feed 5,000 people with five loaves and two fish. Jesus will not let them pretend that they have not understood. He will not let them go home to talk only about the amazing things that they have seen. Jesus' mission is not a spectator sport. I am the bread of life, he says bluntly. Do you want it or not? He completely cuts across all their attempts to stop him from demanding a decision. When it is clear what Jesus is really talking about, the crowd go quiet. They know they don't want to go hungry again, but they don't know if they want the salvation Jesus offers. To quote Jane Williams, it is terribly important to know that about our deepest needs and desires, we men and women can be very stupid. According to Ephesians, it is one of the functions of the church to minimize our stupidity. For there is always the hope that if we stick together in the church, Somebody will know what you don't know, and vice versa. Otherwise, we are in danger of being as stupid as a single, unattached arm out there on its own, thinking it can function fully. 
As we heard, Ephesians speaks beautifully of our calling to be united in one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. Ephesians' metaphor of the church as a body is not the only New Testament description of the nature of Christian community, but it is one of the most vivid. And almost all of the descriptions have unity as one of their central themes. Note that it's unity, not uniformity. Unfortunately, we don't seem to have taken that in. If our salvation depends upon being one body, indwelled by Holy Spirit, rooted in the love of God given expression in Jesus, do we want it or not? Or would we rather be the perfect arm, divorced from the body, therefore utterly useless, but completely proud because we are uncompromised by trying to live with people who are different from us? The salvation Jesus offers has everything to do with bearing one another's burdens and loving those who are different from us. The salvation Jesus offers is not about satisfying our immediate individual wants, but about together being transformed into a new people, a people who will carry God into the world. That's what it means to partake of the bread of life. If Ephesians is right, that's our choice. Take it or leave it. Amen.